bitch. The podcast which you're about to listen to is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of four hosts, in, partic- in particular, Camp Counselor Ben and his co-hosts. Pumpkin Spice Lady, Calamity Cat. It's all the more tragic that they were somewhat young. But had they lived very, very long lives, <laughs> they cannot, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. Macabre. Macabre. <laughs> For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive, or, sorry, an idyllic summer afternoon pod became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American podcasting history. The episode of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) All right. Well, the day is August 18th, 1973. Uh, We are deep in the heart of Texas. Um, how are y'all doing today? I'm Evil Al, joined by Cam Counselor Ben, Calamity Cat, and Final Girl Bree. How you doing? Dying in this heat. Man, it is sweltering outside in uh, the Rio Grande Valley. Bad. <laughs> that rotting meat doesn't help either. Yeah, Ben, stop, um, eating, uh, stop eating it. <laughs> I legit thought you were going to say, uh, that's Ben, stop making fun of him. <laughs> I can't help it. It's nice and sweat. I love good sweaty meat. Gross. <laughs> this uh, podcast is sponsored by Orbeez. No, but it is sponsored <laughs> by This Week in Horror. Uh, we got a few things, a few developments. Uh, Final Girl Brie, I know you had, I think you had one, or was it Calamity Cat who had an announcement of a film that was coming at Calamity Cat? Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> I love it how you just like the two female. You just get us mixed up. It's fine. Um, Interchangeable. <laughs> so this week in horror, uh, it was announced that Brian Fuller of Pushing Daisies and Hannibal mm. Fan will be directing the next iteration of Christine, the Stephen King uh, novel that was uh, also a film. I guess it was the early eighties. Yeah. Yeah. I guess- yeah but he's gonna redo he's gonna do his own version of that i can't wait to see it because if you guys are hannibal fans like i am this brian fuller is amazing at creating uh, a visual landscape and uh really um bringing everything up a notch artistically so i'm super super excited to see what he does with this yeah yeah. Uh, I, I never saw the original Christine. Uh, is that the one with the bucket of blood? <laughs> that would be Carrie. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's got a lot of hair and a car. Oh, wow. that one doesn't get that much play. Like I never really see much of like Christine. It's mostly like all the other ones that like kind of like yeah. get pushed out. It's not a really good movie. I mean, it's not my favorite <laughs> novel, not my favorite movie. So. I'm- well, I, mean, of I all hope of he can do something like, cool. Yeah, Stephen King's machinery car stuff. I think Maximum Overdrive is a better movie. <laughs> God, and that's saying something, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be cool to see what he does with yeah. it. So hopefully he can turn it around. It's something cool. But it's basically speak- a personification of a car and how it falls in love with the protagonist and how that ends up and how like their psyches are kind of melded I guess that's I guess that's the premise like so if somebody does something mean to him the car Christine reacts you can't edit this out but so he fucking a car is that what it is let's just say he's injecting unleaded no 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 we'll take it in take it in is it a story or a novel i don't know but like i'm sure knowing stephen king there's a novella also this week in horror uh it was announced that rob zombie or robert zombie as i call him will be directing the monsters which i wonder who's going to be in it is it going to be freaking sherry moon zombie as oh yeah 
<laughs> oh my as god. Herman, as be. Herman. Oh my god, like a sexy That's like Herman. A marriage contract in the prenup. Like if he takes her out of one of the movies, like she puts all his money or something. I'm trying to remember, was Jennifer Tilly in one of no not Jennifer Tilly. What, I'm trying to think of uh fuck, never mind. I think I'm just Rain Wilson was in that one movie. Let's cast it. How about Alexander Skarsgård as Herman? And Anya Taylor-Joy as Marilyn. Dave Bautista as Herman. (laughs) Um, Harley Quinn as the wife. Who else is in it? The coconut head kid kid from Stranger Things. Grandpa is Robert De Niro, 100%. (laughs) The coconut head kid, yeah, from Stranger Things. How about um, Harvey Keitel as Grandpa? (laughs) Now, you know who I want to see as grandpa? Um, is it Steve Buscemi? Right? Is it no? Grandpa with a big old thing. That's what? Just- <laughs> what? No, it's been in nude in movies and he has a large. Who? I'm interested. Who is this? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is true. Yeah, he's been naked. Who? It's yeah, he's very famously. Proud, right? I still don't oh, know my- who they're talking about. Harvey yeah. Keitel. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Uh, he was the speaker in Pulp Fiction. Mm. I'm going to have to Google that. Or, um, Alan Arkin. I'm thinking of the crazy I one. So who's in the Monsters? In- who, Wednesday? No. no. Definitely not the Monsters. Eddie. Eddie Monster. Eddie Redmayne. Marilyn. Eddie Redmayne. They have to have the same name. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman uh, has to be Herman. So it's oh like my the God. normies that move in with the monster. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Oh, isn't it like Sally or whatever? No. No. Uh, Mar- Marilyn. Marilyn. Oh, uh, okay. No, That's Marilyn the Harley mom? Quinn. She's uh, she cannot play normal. <laughs> no. Legit. This is like a legit trivia question during Poo Poo Plotter. Marilyn. So Marilyn is the, uh, so Marilyn is the blonde normal one. Lily Monster. Lily. Which I think, oh my God, maybe like. um, Angelina Jolie. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like an Eva Green or one of the other kind of like spookier, kind of like darker. Ooh. mm. No, Megan Fox is too. Who? Liv Tyler. Oh, Liv Tyler would be beautiful as that. I think she's too tall spoken, though. I don't know if. like I would say Megan Fox, but like I'd love for I it to she's... be Liv and then the grandpa is Steven Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's that would see some be stunt the... casting. That'd be the scariest one. <laughs> All right. This has totally gone off the rails. Yeah, I'm excited for that remake starring everyone we just said. <laughs> yes, sounds beautiful. Uh, should we get into the movie? <laughs> Yes, that's how it's. a lovely twenty-minute uh, pre- prelude. All right, this movie starts off with we get a little title card with a date. Well, first we have the beautiful scrolling dialogue, Star Wars, Star Wars esque that I read earlier, but it's slightly different from what I read. But after that, we get a title card that says the date is August 18, 1973. Then we have a black screen. Suddenly, a camera's flash lights up the screen. We see glimpses of a corpse. We realize, oh, this is like crime scene photography or something. Uh, that's when we start hearing an audio play over uh, audio <laughs> of a news report. Uh, they're talking about grave robbings. Um, officers discovered the gris- a grisly work of art, uh, which is like pieces of a corpse um, put together and like wired on top of a monument. There's like dozens of empty crypts that were found. In some instances, only parts of the corpses have been removed, and evidence shows that the robberies occurred over time. So some freaks been out there doing this for a while. Yeah, I thought this was like just like way ahead of its time, right? Like this is like the precursor to a lot of films and a and a whole horror genre on its own. Because um, I had forgotten just how creepy the beginning yeah. was. Yeah, I totally even forgot about that um, part of the movie, even though it is really memorable now that I've seen it again. It's so creepy and disturbing, but I had forgotten that that was even a plot point. And yeah, also love, the like, flash bulbs um, remind me of uh, what, what's the other movie we watched with Megan Fox? Silence of the Lambs. Doesn't that have some too, though? <laughs> I 
feel like it did. Oh no, Silence of the Lambs has the night vision. That's what it is. Yeah. What were you saying, Ben? Oh no, no. Uh, is it? Was it the Megan Fox one? Was it Jennifer's Body? Did it have? Yeah, Jennifer's Body at yeah. the end in the credits. Oh, where they have yeah. The, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The crime. Yeah, scene. you can definitely see like in other movies like where they have like hints of like what this one was. Oh no, I was gonna say I just like fully love how like it kind of opens to like when they're doing the grave scene. It's just like a full like decomposing body just like shoved onto a gravestone. And I'm like, that's classy. I like that. Yeah, it, it it was very, the start of it was very, it almost made it feel like a documentary kind of. Like it was very like, this is a true crime story. Uh, and obviously since it says at the beginning, it's based on like a true events or whatever. Um, and like, yeah, like. With Ed Gain. I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Inspired, inspired by so much. Yeah. <laughs> and then also the music's great too. It's that creepy little. Yeah, and it's not even there's no musical instruments in mm-hmm. that score. It's all animals. Oh, um, really? It's yeah. just animal Yeah, <laughs> I do love. I love hearing that one. I like in the remake too. They had like they stuck to that kind of like sound for it. I don't know why. I just love like hearing that. I'm psychotic, I think, but it's, <laughs> it's very comforting just hearing that and like the flashing too of the bulbs. I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, the movie begins and the, we see uh, the van. Uh, with the group of friends, a.k.a. our protagonist, they pull over. Uh, they make a ramp out of some planks, and this guy in a wheelchair comes out because he got to go, you know, when nature calls. Uh, so he's on, he's on the grass uh, uh, peeing, and then suddenly an 18-wheeler, like, speeds by, and it, like, makes makes him just, like, go flying down the hill, and it's like, oh, this is... Um, I was... Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I was confused because I think, like, the, like something like hit his friend right is that and then his friend backed up and pushed him down is that what happened well no i don't think he no it was him. just the gust kind of helping him and then he he just slid down basically yeah that was kind of sad i mean it's like undignified i know uh, yeah that would suck i do also love the fact that like he fully just like rolled down a hill and like the shirt was fully torn and like he had like bruises and like cuts everywhere and like hey i mean if wheelchairs aren't light man like if that really was rolling on top of him like that would mess you up so they get back in the van and they're driving again and they see a hitchhiker on the side of the road and right away they're like oh yeah why don't we help him like it's sweltering outside and i just take one look at this guy and he's giving like big meth energy and i would have (laughs) never let him in but they do because it's the texas chainsaw massacre it was a, yeah i was gonna say it was a different time yeah there are definitely a bunch of hippies they're talking she's reading some kind of astrology book um while they're driving along so she definitely a crystals girl <laughs> mm, yeah absolutely and so he gets in the van he's talking about his family he says they all worked at the slaughterhouse uh, earlier they had passed the slaughterhouse and you know they they mentioned how they used to kill the animals with or the cows with uh, sledgehammers and now they just use like an air gun uh, but he chooses to describe it as his family has always been in meat which I didn't love that description <laughs> <laughs> it only gets progressively worse and he's still in the car like yeah exactly like, get this dude out I mean it's- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that Franklin, who's our, our protagonist in the wheelchair, he's trying to make conversation with them. That's what I would do, even if the person was a weirdo. Well, he's you've trying- done that with plenty of Uber and Lyft drivers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I stay completely silent in the back. Exactly. Yeah, so he t- he's talking to him about, oh, I've never tried head cheese before. He tells them how it's made, and they're having some back and forth about that. Yeah, he shows them, he pulls out, like, pictures of, like, animals he slaughtered it's just like butchered gore on like he a carries table. around these polaroids like here guys yeah that's yeah. definitely little animal meat pouch <laughs> yeah. yeah there's definitely red flags as soon as he gets into the van <laughs> yeah well he's talking about so they mentioned earlier the sledgehammer now they use the air gun it's much more humane and he you know obviously he's huge into the slaughtering industry and he mentions how like no you got to use the sledge it's it's the right way it's the only way to, to go about it is using the sledge and so they're just talking and they're chatting and they're driving and vibing and things seem so good. Just kidding. It all, it's all weird as hell from the beginning. Uh, all of a sudden he grabs Franklin's knife and cuts his hand. Uh, he takes like a, he cuts his own hand, um, which, you know, it's very uh, the thing, blood sample test situation. It's like a across the whole palm. 
for no reason. Uh, then he pulls out a camera and takes like a really shitty picture of Franklin. And then he tries to like charge him $2 for the picture, which in 1970 is probably like $35 or something. And they're like, no, this picture is pretty bad. <laughs> and so he decides, oh, it's, it's bad. Okay. I'll go ahead and burn it here in this moving van. And that they're all free. <laughs> yeah. Gunpowder. And obviously they all start to freak out because there's an open fire in the van. That's when he freaks out and pulls out his own personal knife. He cuts Franklin like in the arm. And that's when they finally decide, okay, this guy's got to go. So they pull over and kick him out. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's going to like pull over as soon as he like cut his own hand. Yeah, that part was just like, uh, he got to go. No, yeah, for sure. I know. And they kept like panning to the guy driving. He's like driving along. He's like, should I pull over? Like, I'm like, I would have been like, pull over, stop this van, (laughs) get him out. Yeah, so they pull up, they they pull him out. They kick him out and they start, you know, they're driving and driving. I don't I don't think we ever we don't know where they, they're driving in from, right? I don't think that's ever discussed. Yeah, and it takes them a second to pull away and the guy's like smearing his bloody hand oh, yeah. on the van as they go. <laughs> they drive mm-hmm. off. I love how he fully just like kicks the <laughs> kicks the van too. <laughs> I was worried he was gonna stab it with his knife, stab a tire. <laughs> We find out that there's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess they've been driving a while because they seem to be running out of gas. But thankfully, they see a friendly gas station nearby. <laughs> so they, they, they go there because I think they're kind of lost, too. That's in um, every horror movie, the friendly <laughs> gas station. <laughs> yeah, they're asking about... I think they're trying to go to like their dad's house. Is that what they said? They're looking yeah, for their dad's their house. Dad owned a property out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the gas station guy is like, yeah, well, we don't have gas, but you're welcome to stay until it arrives. And surprisingly, they don't. <laughs> They're like, no, we're actually not going to do that. Um, so they get back in the car. They head to the house. They actually do end up there. Uh, two of the friends, Kirk and Pam, decide to go for a swim because they're like, oh, yeah, wasn't didn't you say there was like a water, watering hole around here somewhere? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, hole. there's a watering hole. <laughs> um, so, you know, they're going looking for, for the watering hole to go swim. But they stumble upon another house. Uh, and they see in the backyard, there's like five cars kind of hidden away under like some awning and stuff. Uh, they also see like a big generator with like a barrel of gas gas attached to it. And they think, oh, well, these people probably have some gas. Let's go check it out. So Kirk decides to go knock on the front door, but it's unlocked. So it just kind of opens. He's calling out um, looking for gas. But instead, he finds Leatherface, <laughs> who gives him a nice sledgehammer to the face. Yeah, it starts right off there. Like, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, very kind of deceptive. The house it looks like from the outside, a very pretty white little farmhouse. The inside is much different. Yeah. I was going to say, this may be very controversial, but I was like, I love the fact that, because at the beginning, how they said, like, sometimes you have to, like, hit him twice in the head. Like, the cows, I was like, I like how he hit him once, he kept moving, and they hit him again, and he stopped. And I was like, oh, you do have to hit them twice. Yeah, me to hit that steer twice. <laughs> and I don't oh, know. For... Grandpa. We will, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, it, it's just, I, I always forget how aggressive and intense Leatherface is. Like, he just, like, comes out of nowhere, beats his man, kills him, and then, like, slams that door, like, that metal yeah. door. Well, I mean, Gunnar Hansen's he kind of talked about how, like, of course, Leatherface has... Um, a mental disability but he also thinks of this as his job it's not just you know like this is like his work this is what Mm -hmm. he does so that's the mentality of of why he's just he's very efficient and direct and getting his work done he's also just very light on his feet because like (laughs) well we'll get well yeah we'll we'll talk about that (laughs) um yeah, yeah, he's just very brutal. And then, okay, so Kirk gets taken out real quick. Pam is, I guess they're like a couple. Pam goes looking for him and she finds a room full of bones and feathers, which, you know, red flag anyways, but also there are human bones in there too. Uh, so she nice starts kind of... Human hybrid couch. <laughs> also, I love that uh, homemade couch. That was beautiful. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's such an effective scene without having like a lot of or any blood or gore in it and how they um use the camera angles to kind of slowly reveal all the horrors in the room and the animal and 
human bones and the, how she's like falling and wallowing, wallowing around and all the feathers. And, and so those are really, for me, those are really effective scenes, really scary. She starts freaking out when she realizes, oh yeah, this is hell. <laughs> she starts screaming. <laughs> a leather face shows up, picks her up, throws her on a hook, which is, yeah. That's a, that seems like that wouldn't be very fun. Um, yeah, and, then, and you also like oh. see how massive. Yeah. That Gunner is compared to this actress, like she is tiny compared to him. And when he's like just pulling her back into like the metal door, the the, the slaughterhouse, basically, mm-hmm. it's just it's like horrifying. That's a horrifying scene. My favorite meme from that is like it's like just girly things when he hugs you from behind. <laughs> And like, I kept thinking of that like as soon as I saw her like grab her, I was like, oh. when he hugs you from behind, it's so magical. <laughs> yeah. He plops her on that hook and then he, oh. he revs up that chainsaw and cuts up Kirk right there in front of her. I had to close my eyes during that scene. The but hooking yeah, part. Blood. Like there's no blood there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't see him actually chopping him up, really. Like Do you ever really see blood when he chainsaws? No, and and there's a there's a reason for that. I don't know if we should talk about yeah. that now well, we, or yeah, wait we can for the it, end. Yeah, we can get into it later, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um well I guess okay, so meanwhile back at the van, Frank uh is still paranoid that that creep is following them because of the blood smear in the van. Also, for some reason he's like, Is this my fault? Like, did I say something to like offend the guy or whatever? Um, and his sister, what's her name? Sally. Sally's Sally. like, No, no, it's you know, whatever, shut up. <laughs> um <laughs> So Jerry, the other friend, decides to go look for Kirk and Pam because, you know, they've been gone for a while. Um, He also ends up at the Sawyer house where he finds Pam in a freezer. But as soon as he does, who's still alive. But as soon as he does, he gets knocked out by Leatherface with the sledge. Um, Yeah. He just gets shoved back in there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I forgot her name already, but yeah, she he opens it and she's like, ah, and then. He, he gets hit with a sledgehammer, then yeah, he just like shoves her in there, slams it close. Yeah, like get back in there. This is like the <laughs> quickest like kill count because I was like the full right? is like everyone's just chilling coasting and then like bam, bam, bam. I'm like, oh, okay, like that's the most of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, it's he not like dawdle. a lot of it's not like a lot of modern or more. I feel like nowadays there's like a ton of kills. There, some of them are like prolonged, like especially like a Freddy. He loves a chase. Um, yeah, there's like, then, like more drawing throughout. it out. Yeah. Um, so anyways, Franklin and Sally are the only ones left. The sun is setting now and they're still worried and it's dark outside and they're like, well, <laughs> uh, I guess we'll go look for them. <laughs> because they keep not coming back. So let's let's go yeah. to you. Yeah, let's, you know, let's add to that kill count by going to look for them. <laughs> and Franklin oh, does argue um, he wants to drive back to the gas station and so they argue back and forth a while and then they discover that they don't have the keys to the van to drive anywhere anyway uh, that is the yeah. first thing i'm asking how do you him. not leave how do you not leave in this i mean i guess if you're a good friend but it couldn't be me no <laughs> i'd have been like hey they had their chance i got st-. i was like i'll bring the cops with me you know i'll bring well, someone I mean, back that's the thing, right like you can't save anyone if you're dead so yeah right the, the best thing to do is to go get help and get away from the situation like that's what you know you're not you're not doing anybody any favors i would have it set up as soon as they're going to go investigate i'm like look i'm gonna give you 15 to 20 minutes if you're not back i'm gone <laughs> leave the car keys <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so like i said they decide to go look for um they're you know they in the woods it's very, oh, by the way it's very woodsy it's very like um it's very like central texas foresty looking situation low branches That's where everything's yes. like dead yeah <laughs> yeah so they're going through the forest and then guess who sh- shows up uh, none other than Leatherface. He chainsaws Franklin right in the gut, um, and he's pretty sneaky for a for a big old boy with a loud ass chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, thought. that was a good Pops scare up. because there, you know, she's shoving his wheelchair through the dark woods mm-hmm. to get to the house, and then all of a sudden the light flashlight shines on Leatherface's face, and then yeah. gets him <laughs> in the gut face. with the chainsaw. <laughs> beautiful face. But yeah, no, I was like, this is like one of the killers that like he's for him being the size that he is, he's like very stealthy. Yeah. He's still like a lot on his feet too. Like even when he like was killing the first one, like you didn't really hear a lot of like 
moving around. It was just like a real quick, just bam, bam. Yeah, he kills Franklin. That's when Sally takes off, and that's when, like you said, he this boy can run. He's he's chasing her for like five or ten minutes. It's like a long time. Oh, I would have gave up. Very long scene. Yeah, they're running through the forest, and and he's like right on her. He's literally like ten feet behind her, like the whole time. Um, and she's running through the forest, and and then eventually she kind of loses him a little bit, and she can just kind of hear like just the chainsaw tearing up the forest all around her, uh, and she's like ah. Which I feel like stop screaming when you're being chased. But, I mean, I don't blame. <laughs> well, so the truth, the story is, is that she was really getting hurt. Like the, some of that blood is her blood because those oh, branches. Um, she was literally running through them, and just going crazy running. I, through them, and she was getting cut up the entire time. So I oh, think wow. some of those screams were real. I legit had a phobia like watching this because like I have a thing like things like coming towards like my eyes and stuff. So, like, watching this, uh-huh. I, like, I would have been so scared to, like, run through that. And just, like, the fear of, like, something just catching me, like, right in the face or the eye. Oh, no. I couldn't. I closed my eyes a little bit because I was like, oh, it's, like, giving me anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one of the other behind-the-scenes thing related to this scene is that she was running so slow, probably being cut by the branches and stuff, oh, is yeah. that he, that's why that Gunner or Leatherface starts kind of chopping at the vines and the tree limbs and to, stuff. To make it slow down, make yeah. it slower, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <He's> so sweet. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's also why it looked like he was so close to her, is because it was like she was busy getting beat up by the forest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she runs through the forest. She ends up at the Swear House, aka Leatherface House, Leatherface's house, which is where all the other people have been murdered. So probably not the best place to go to, but she's out of options. Um, she goes to the front door. She locks. She locks it, of course, but. He has a chainsaw, so he just kind of cuts through that real quick. Um, she heads upstairs. She the biggest mistake of every person in a horror movie: don't go up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she has to because what's upstairs? Two corpses just chilling creepily, um, and of course, there's nowhere else to go. So he's right on her. She has to jump through the window, the second floor, to escape him. So you know, not the best scenario. And she's running again. She's back to running. And we have another nice <laughs> chase where he's just right on her. It's very stressful for me, at least. Yeah, it's um, like a sports, you're like, like a sports caster. Uh-huh. I was like, I want to bring she this goes, up. Through the woods again, turning the corner. All right, here she comes up on the gas station. And he's gaining, and he's gaining. Will he? Will he catch her? And no, he doesn't catch her because she runs all the way back to the gas station uh, where they were earlier. And she's like desperately trying to open doors when the front door is locked, but she finds like a back, uh, like a, I guess like in the garage, she finds an open door and the, the the gas station owner. I don't really know if he's the owner or not, but the same the same guy from earlier um, is there. And she's like, hey, call the cops, please. And he's like, there's no phone here. <laughs> and he's like, stay here. And then he leaves for a second and she can't help but notice the beautiful barbecue pit. With all of the uh, meats cooking in the in the fire pit, or not the fire pit, you know what I mean. Um, and that's when he returns and he pulls out like a rope and he's like, "You're not going anywhere," um, you know. And she's like, "What?" And then that's when he, you know, they have a scuffle. He overpowers her, ties her up, bags her up, room. and takes her back to the house. Some cheap meat. That's how they get. I was, was going to say the second deadliest weapon in this uh, movie is that broom he handles her with. Oh yeah, he's like that scene. Yeah, he's like, slung. I was just like, I was like, <laughs> oh my god, over and over, it breaks. I was like, please just <laughs> like a little fly. And even in like the truck on the way back, he's still just like getting her with the broom. And I was like, come on, man, <laughs> like get the broom. Was it yeah. just me, or was there like a head or a foot or something stuff in the barbecue pit? I thought it was I mean, pig. I think it was like I know it kind of I was like kept looking at it I was like is this supposed to resemble like are we supposed to think like well I think it's because the sausage I think it's because the sausage looks kind of look like guts anyways I couldn't I was trying to look at it like intestines like it looked like a shin so I think it was like a shake yeah there wasn't a clear appendage though yeah I was was staring real hard yeah it was very like um covert meat Mystery meat. That's going to be the title of the episode. Covert meat. Covert meat. Uh, oh, this is where we have the, the, the big reveal, which was totally unexpected. Uh, we get back to the house and we that freak from earlier is there. The one who smeared blood all over. 
And we learned that it's, he's the gas station uh, owner's brother. And obviously Leatherface is their relative too. And I think it was implied that the, the freaky guy that they met first is like the grave robber also. Wait, wasn't it that, isn't, isn't that the dad, like the owner? Isn't he the dad? Oh, he's the dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I think he like, he, he talks about grandpa. like, like have grandpa, they have the dad. Uh, okay. like, yeah. And then like they're, they're brothers. I think okay. I remember like, cause that's how it breaks down. Cause he was like, so he asked something about his brother and which would be Leatherface. Yeah, and the dad's yelling about him like you almost got caught. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. yeah. So I'm talking about mm-hmm. the grave robbing. Yeah, it's all starting to connect. <laughs> he yells at his ass and he's like, "You suck, you idiot!" Blah 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 blah. And then they take her inside, tie her up to a chair, and they call Grandpa. Uh, and that's when they go upstairs and they bring down one of them corpses, who apparently is Grandpa. Um, and they cut her finger because she's tied to the table at. I think she's tied to the chair at the dinner table at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like cut her finger and then suddenly grandpa the corpse uh, starts sucking on that finger and we're like oh this corpse is alive <laughs> and I think they really did cut her finger because like they tried to make it look fake and it wasn't working so they just cut her finger ah that poor girl everything became really crazy because that was a was it 20 like a 22 hour shoot and like there's rotting seven hours yeah <laughs> rotting food on the table it's like 104 degrees in Texas. A rotting grandpa. Well, everybody stunk. Um, Gunnar Hansen no. only had one shirt that he had the entire time. And so no, it, it was reeking. People wouldn't even be near him, which actually worked. So this madness, <laughs> uh, which I think Toby Hooper is very well known for putting his actors through. Um, yeah, this this... I can see where everybody was going crazy. The crew, the cast, probably everybody was about to die. Like, I can't imagine being in that sort of environment um, and smelling like it was. And, oh, gosh. I would have just walked away. And the reason that it took, so this dinner scene took so long was because the actor who played Grandpa did not want to endure the 10-hour process of getting the makeup done a second time. So he said, we have to do this now. And so that was the reasoning for the marathon shoot. Question. Was that supposed to be a mask or his face? It's supposed to be his face, I yeah. think. Okay. Cause I was like, I couldn't tell if like they had like, well, I guess like in the movie sense, like they had like how Leatherface wears like a dead person's face or whatever. Like I didn't think, I didn't know if like that was the whole thing with the grandpa too. And I, was I think like, he was just supposed to look dead. Oh, uh, okay. I think he was just dying and probably okay. moldy or something, and but he's still alive. He's living uh, off of human blood. Man, I don't think cannibalism is the best diet. So that might have something to do with it. It's actually a disease that you get from uh-huh. any human people. Blood. Isn't it like That's... you get like shakes or something? Well, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of things. And like your nails <laughs> turn black. There's like a lot of different things that can happen. You can get corpse fungus, my favorite. Nice. That is, ew. Shut yeah. Up. Yeah. Well, so yeah. So grandpa starts sucking on those thingies and that's when she passes out. Um, she wakes up. I think I feel like she's in a different chair this time when she wakes up. When she's the one she's tied they, to. They just move her to the end of the table, maybe. Mm, yeah, but I, I definitely didn't notice the first time that the armrests are made of arms, which I, which I was like, oh, that's so disgusting. But I'm also I'm like, ah, I get it. Like it's armrests. Like <laughs> it's a dark comedy. <laughs> yeah. Dun, dun. Yeah. Also, the lamp is made of like faces. It's kind of cool though. Um, and also, Bubba, or sorry, Leatherface has on his iconic pretty woman face. So beautiful. For the rest yeah, of the film. Yeah, and I read that that was because to um, honor the Southern tradition of dressing for dinner. So he has his makeup mask. <laughs> That's his so tie. cute. So that was, I was wondering, why does he wear this tie? And it was because he was dressing for dinner. Oh my and, god. And, and his other two other masks was he had the plain mask for killing and he had a grandma mask for preparing dinner to show his domestic side. <laughs> and during Pride Month. Beautiful. <laughs> Leather, <laughs> Leatherface said uh gay rights. <laughs> so okay, yeah. So they're they're talking about um who's gonna get to kill Sally, and they say that, you know, well grandpa should because he was the one who was the most skillful. At killing at the slaughterhouse, it only took him one swing, they said. Um, and that's when they give him the sledgehammer and, and they're, like, <laughs> they're like, go for it. And then he can like, barely, he can't even like grasp it because he's, you know, five million years old and it's definitely horrific, like this whole part. And then also like dad's thing. 
well, I don't like to get my hands dirty and like talk about the violence and stuff. And like, meanwhile, uh, yeah, okay. Then he starts laughing when they're torturing her. I know, and he starts yelling and cheering them on. Oh, yeah, yeah it is crazy. crazy. Like that's the most dimension part I think is all of that. Like mm-hmm. the and interaction the f- is really yeah, good. yeah. So, um, is it is Leatherface the one holding her? Yeah. So Leatherface is holding her like over a bucket, um, and Grandpa's like at the chair and the the dad is the one giving him the hammer holding the, I sword, the brother with Leatherface, or was it was it the brother oh, well, I guess Leatherface and then the hitchhiker dude is holding her yeah well basically yeah. keeps putting the hammer in his head and keeps dropping it yeah so she's just being held over this bucket <laughs> waiting to be murdered and the, and he keep, the grandpa keeps dropping the hammer because he has no strength and then he lands like one swing eventually and she's like cut up a little bit but she's able to break free thankfully and jumps through the window to escape because that's her go-to. <laughs> it's I was gonna, through a window. And I was gonna say earlier, I was like, I love how like her escape plots are just me going through a window. She's like, just gonna go right through it. <laughs> do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not many options here other than that. And and she does what she does best, run. <laughs> and so she's running. And the freak guy and Leatherface are chasing after her. She ends up in the road, and they're just like standing in the road. And the, and the the freak guy's like stabbing at her. He's like cutting her. Uh, when suddenly an 18-wheeler, maybe the same one from earlier that knocked over Franklin into the ditch, who was to say, um, runs over the freak. And the driver stops because he's like, oh, shit, I ran over somebody. <laughs> and that's he gets out and Leatherface is, you know, walking towards the truck. And so is Sally. And they both are, you know, they go through the truck to the other side to avoid Leatherface. But he's still after them. Uh, the driver throws a wrench at Leatherface, which makes him like, fall over and he like drops his chance on his thigh um but he's not stopping of course and then thankfully another like a pickup truck uh drives by and leatherface is like swinging at the truck and sally's like not even that far from them and then but the truck stops and she's like desperately trying to get in and leatherface is just like swinging and swinging and she just um, left the 18 wheeler truck driver behind. I remember that too. I was like, uh, is no one going to help Rude. the 18 wheeler truck driver? Like, he's just <laughs> running for his life out there. She's trying to survive. I don't think she cares, right? Like, she's doing the right thing. Honestly. No, I know. But yeah, it, he was stupid enough. Hopefully, to he stop. got back in his truck and left. I mean, by now, like, somebody's got to come. Like, this is, uh, this is what's so unhinged and kind of freaky about this, right? It's like, they're just out in the middle of the street. They do not, like, Leatherface doesn't give a shit. That freak doesn't give a shit. Like, mm-hmm. that's what makes them so unhinged and scary is that they don't really care who sees them or what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're just out there being crazy. Yeah. And uh, they, because they think it's totally normal. And that's, that's the scariest thing of all is that they think it's totally normal. It's not even calculated. It's just like, this is my life. I'm trying to get my meat. Yeah, and as a as a former Tex- Texan, famously current um, Calabasian, um, I we all know how in Texas you can drive for hours and there's like nothing. So there's probably no one around them at all. And if they were to just be killed in the house or even just held hostage in there, no one would ever know really until like a friend or someone eventually was like, "Hey, where are they at?" Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, yeah, but she's able to get in the bed of the truck. And they drive away, and Leatherface is just waving his chainsaw in anger as as they drive away. It's a beautiful scene, him waving the <laughs> chainsaw in the Texas morning. <laughs> yeah. In the Texas morning sunrise. Or no, it's the Texas evening. They had dinner, right? Yeah. No, it was a sunrise. Okay. Yeah, it was the morning. Yeah, it was the morning. So I was right, man. Yeah. yeah, that was all through the night. The crazy. So, yeah, he's just waving that chainsaw. It's a beautiful way to end the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess let's get straight into our opinion segment called um, Acker Whack. And let's go ahead and just, I guess, one out of ten chainsaws. Um, Calamity Cat, would you, like to, would you like to start us off? Sure. Um, yeah. So I think this is a pretty prolific horror film. Um and I think Toby Hooper did two of these very prolific, like Poltergeist being the other one, you know, and mm. uh, just he knocked it out of the park both times. So I would I would give this a nine. It's still scary. It's still freaky. It's a predecessor for a lot to come in the horror genre. I think a lot of people ripped him off. Um, 
weirdly enough, this played at Cannes at the film festival. So oh, wow. like, I did not know that. It did have it did have some clout in the day, and I can see why it was just such a sort of um, uh, interesting take on the genre that hadn't been done before. And I think I think people were really unnerved by it. And and of course, a lot of people walked out. Now we kind of think it's like old hat, you know. Uh, but but I think it sort of broke boundaries um, back in the day. So yeah, so I say nine chainsaws for sure. Yeah, I I, I um. We're over Zoom currently and my camera's off, but I was nodding the whole time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and go second. I don't like to be one of the last ones. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've only seen this movie twice now. The first time I I feel like I've I've been around for so many bad sequels <laughs> that I kind of assumed like the original one was going to be kind of like, eh. But no, it's intense. It's like it starts off so fun with like that documentary kind of kind of a feel to it. And it, it's, I don't know. I feel like I know Texas pretty well and I can see these people existing. <laughs> it seems like it's not that far fetched of a premise. Um, and I just loved everything about it. It's just, it's really, it's just a lot of fun and it's, it's scary. If anything, if nothing else, very tense. Uh, those chase scenes where she's just like feet in front of him and he, they're just running full speed. It's like, ah, um, so yeah, I have to agree nine out of ten for sure for me as well. Uh, Camp Counselor Ben, what do you think? Uh, it's definitely gonna be a nine out of ten for me. Also, um, this is like one of my favorite horror movies. Um, this is like kind of I think I think it's like one of the first few ones that I've saw as a child. Uh, but yeah, I also too I love um, like I the reason I love this one so much is because like they kind of put you in the feel for the like for your uh, protagonist like kind of like the shaky cam and like it's following them along like it's more in the moment and like even with like the lighting and everything like that like because i watched a lot of the remakes because anytime there's a new text chainsaw mask i'm like i gotta see how bad this is so like even in the remakes like everything's like overdone and overproduced but again like because the time and everything like that like this one's like just very shot just like it puts you kind of in the point of view of everything and um uh that's just like one of the things i just love it and like it's just i don't know leatherface is one of my favorite killers too <laughs> besides Ghostface, but uh yeah and he looks so cute in his little pretty woman mask i love him <laughs> did you give it a rating huh did you give yeah. it a rating okay i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it actually 10 pretty woman faces oh wow yeah. chainsaws yeah nice yeah no pretty woman faces yeah yeah no I, I think that's definitely one of the things like you said like the camera it really does feel like you're almost like you're there like you're watching all this happen i think that really does kind of add to that atmosphere yeah i think um, this is one of those first film low budget kind of situations where it worked in its favor completely all yeah. of that the limitations helped it be what it is um and i was also i was like eight when i saw this <laughs> oh my god yeah i know this is like one of the first like few horror movies i saw like when i was younger and i was just like um my cousin showed me this movie <laughs> yeah i was like this is beautiful and uh i'm gonna have problems when i get older yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right well final girl brie you get the final word all right. Um, I love this movie. It was it's totally a bootstrap indie, only made for sixty thousand dollars with a group of unknown actors, and I think they really took advantage of Central Texas and kind of everything it had to offer, even including the barbecue, which I love as a a theme um, throughout. <laughs> and uh, I mean the Leatherface as the killer is really effective, and I think. Um, how he used it's used um not overused is um really effective um and the lack of gore i think is also um uh, well done and kind of um um give, still contributes to the intensity of the film and overall it's just really scary and i like everything they did with the house and the slaughter and leatherface slamming his sliding slaughterhouse door <laughs> showing up and um kind of popping in and out um and in especially the dinner kind of the climactic dinner scene is super scary um and kind of like christina or calamity cat mentioned the kind of the sound builds as they all kind of you know cheer each other and goad each other on and um and um it just says overall 
a really uh, a good film. Um, so I will give it a nine and a half chainsaws out of 10. Oh, uh, wow. I think the only film I've given higher is um, The Omen, which I gave a 10. <laughs> yeah. And I think another great thing about this movie, part of it, of why it's so great, is it's only like 80 minutes long. And I think that really helps too. It's not like two and a half hours or anything, you know? Right. Well, most of the kills are like within five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The kill montage would be like one minute, it would be like nothing. Uh, is this like the first like um uh, like Texas or is Texas first like chainsaw based killer? Because I like I like how he like that's his weapon of choice is just a chainsaw. Yeah, so Toby Hooper was inspired um for, with the chainsaws. He was in the Christmas shopping crowd and he just saw a display <laughs> of chainsaws and he thought, hey, that's a way I could get through this crowd really quickly. And so oh the God. whole idea. <laughs> Nice. I love how that yeah. story came to him. That is beautiful. And, oh, and, uh, and also related to the chainsaw, this wasn't the original title. Um, the title was going to be Head Cheese, um, alluding oh to the conversation they have with the hitchhiker in the van. Um, <laughs> and then Texas Chainsaw Mass- Massacre was suggested by the head of the Texas Film Commission at the time. Yeah, beautiful. I'm glad they went with that. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> glad they suggested that. <laughs> I don't know if I can see Head Cheese 3. No, I just don't. I can't even see the film. <laughs> well, there's a lot of opportunity. So iconic. There's a lot of opportunity for, for the E's to be 3 and Head, and head Cheese 3, though. That would be pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. Head Cheesy. Oh, no, or each, each E in the 3 could be an I. And it could be like Head Cheese. Oh, my God. Now you're going to make a like a Head Cheese series, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, gonna, now, I like to, um, yeah, I'm starting a spinoff podcast called Head Cheese. Uh, Head Cheese 3, though, is going to be the only one I... Can you do uh, Head Cheese the beginning, like, <laughs> the next generation? Like, the head of a deli and makes Head Cheese. <laughs> that just sounds so gross. No. Um, something else. Provolone. Uh, something else is that um, Toby Hooper really wanted a PG rating um, in order to reach a wider audience, so that's why there's so little blood in this film, is uh, the MPA told him, hey, um take off the blood you might have a chance but, but i mean it's work. still it so still works <laughs> is yeah. it pg-13 or what is no. it it's r um, oh, okay it's r yeah they gave it an x rating at first they had an they, x at first yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's just the film's in- intensity and it's not a tna type horror mm-hmm. movie which was very prevalent at this time so yeah yeah i know there was like there was no boobs out and it's just so interesting to me, though, like, given that Jaws <laughs> was a PG movie, which was just a few years later after this, right? You're just like, then just goes, yeah, there's no boobs out. <laughs> like, you're just this, like, yeah. such a disturbing revelation. Well, because I guess, because, like, I now that, like, thinking about it, like, yeah, there was, like, no, like, overtly sexualness with it. Like, you don't see that, like, the two didn't die, like, like, the first two didn't die, like, doing it or whatever. Like, I'm like, that's expected. But yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, no boobs. Next time. <laughs> oh, and something else is that on- that only one person gets killed with the chainsaw in this film. <laughs> no, no. Um... Franklin, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Franklin, well, his brother. Oh, yeah, he got sledgehammer. He got sledgehammer yeah. and then he got cut up. Well, okay. Yeah, he was a little bit. Uh, he was a little bit annoying in the beginning. I'm not gonna. Well, lie. a lot of people on set didn't like him, but he was a method actor, so they didn't understand that he was in character the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I he that was so funny. Who, Franklin? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was kind of a little bit annoying in the beginning. I was like, I need you to calm down right now. Oh, and the, um, and Christina, oh, sorry, Climate Cat, and I've talked about these um, last two before, but um, there's a couple of places in Texas, or actually there's three, um, where you can visit and eat um, at sets um, from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. In um, Bastrop, there's the Texas gas station that has little cabins you can stay at, and they have a barbecue restaurant. Um, and they'll like they have um, memorabilia and like a little merchandise shop and you can um, like rent the movie while you stay there 
And then in Kingsland, Texas, which is northwest of Austin, they have the actual farmhouse is there now. Um, and it's like a little cute little ladies who lunch type restaurant. Yeah. So it's, it's cute, but um, they still have like pictures, but it's not like. Yeah. Know, my sister, baby. my sister loves horror movies also. So she legit, like she sent me pictures when she went to the restaurant yeah. like a few years back. And I'm like, I'm so jealous. Can we make a trip? Can we go to that? Yeah. Let's we open? do an outing. Field trip. Yeah, and then there's one other place that was like, um, in I think it's in Bastrop too, called the Sale Store or something. That's the barbecue place that was in like the Trey songs for <laughs> Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. But then has also been in um, Fear of the Walking Dead and some other Texas. Which one? That's the stuff. newer one, right? The beginning. I think it's or just Texas Chainsaw. Right? Oh yeah, there's no the. That's right. Because that, that that annoyed me. They're like. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was like, no. But wasn't there also the Texas the, Chainsaw Massacre? Like, straight up the same name? Uh, that might be the Jessica Biel one, and that one's yeah. my favorite. Is it good? I never saw it. It looked too scary. Yeah, that one, no, that one actually is so to me, I feel like that one's like an actually like decent remake Sequel? of it. Yeah. Oh, it's a, oh, it's a remake? It's a, no, it's a remake. But like, that one actually did fairly decent. Like, it kind of stuck with like the same kind of cues and everything, but the characters are actually kind of like likable too. So they kind of feel bad like they're not like oh and i think that one actually too has like um their friend also like it kind of follows like how, i think they have like a character like franklin too like i think one of them franklin too? too yeah it's franklin too if i'm not mistaken but i might be wrong <laughs> that turtle <laughs> yes franklin but yeah they have so many like um there's actually one just called i think it's just Leatherface. Oh, i want to watch i want to watch the one with the big the long ass chainsaw that's the only one i want to watch isn't there one where he's like there's actually chainsaw? There was a new. There is a new one actually. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we uh, got to wrap up unless you'll have any other. Um... Oh, I have yeah. one last thing. All right. <laughs> um, the, the I read that the chainsaw they used started up on the first time every time, and so you know they like to have them like pulling on it over and over, like. Rah! <laughs> <laughs> So, it would be kind of funny, funny. That, wasn't that, that that has to have been in a scary movie at some point where they're just revving forever <laughs> so Maybe. Gets away. yeah yeah <laughs> no i think i think to me i think it's a re- there's a reference in um uh idle hands where he like gets the meat cleaver or whatever and he acts like he's like leatherface but he it's plugged in so when he pulls away like it shuts off and he's like <laughs> wow dramatic effect left <laughs> All right. Well, that just about wraps up this week's episode of You Can't Hide. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at You Can't Hide Pod and also on Instagram at You Can't Hide Pod. Send us a movie suggestion, a critique, a compliment, a love note at You Can't Hide Pod at gmail.com. Until next week, we'll be in Six Flags. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>